Life Changing Moments is up next. Stay tuned. Did you know that you are making a difference right where you are right now? You were born for these times. Yes, we chose to be here. Let's make the most of it, even if these times of great transition and transformation transformation are challenging. In the midst of whatever you are facing, there is an opportunity for a life-changing moment when you decide to be in a right relationship with life. Do you want to be empowered to live more fully? Right here, right now. Stay tuned for Life-Changing Moments with Sharon Ann Wyckoff. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, yes, today, April 29th. I can't believe how fast this year is going. And here for another program. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, getting back to basics um, for health and wellness. Um, I have observed... Oh my goodness, it's kind of like why I started doing this program or wanted to do this program is because I observed some people really struggling with health issues and yet they ignore the basics. And I'm talking about physical things, you know, just simple regular meals, rest and sleep, water, good food. Um, and yet, of course, there's more to it, too. There's the emotional component. There's the mental component, the spiritual component that we're going to get into. Um, and I just had some introductory remarks before we jump into some more details. I think it takes a while for us to come to the point that we understand the body talks to us. Um, people sometimes get that when there's a problem and yet sometimes that talking of the body and through pain or discomfort leads to drastic measures whereas if you just step back and say hmm what did I do what took place and let me look at this but when a person begins listening to the body and really hearing it talk to them that's when the refinement can begin. At some point, I do believe that many wake up and understand that their lifestyle plays an important part in the way their body is responding. Uh, much research has showed that regular a regularity in our daily activity is very important for health. You know, getting up approximately the same time, having breakfast, lunch, dinner, going to bed. And so if we can take that into our consciousness and really make an effort to do that, I think we can, you know, begin to support the body and what it is here to do to really help us to live a good life. Uh, Magna Gerber is a, was a beautiful educator uh, for children. And she didn't necessarily say the exact time was really important for young children, even infants, but predictability, meaning that if they woke up at seven one day and ate the next, it wasn't a big deal. 
But if they knew that after they, when they did wake up, they were probably going to have a diaper change and then a feeding and perhaps a bath later. So predictability was the important thing. So that's something else I think for us to consider when we're talking about getting back to basics for embodying health and wellness. I certainly have had my personal issues with my health. Um, Once I hurt my knee, and at times it still bothers me, but years ago, um, I actually had broken a stick with my knee. And so after the injury, I thought, well, I guess I won't do that again. So we have a cause and effect. And I think the idea of cause and effect is so important. Many years ago, I was in a nursery school um, as a teacher. And there was a little girl that actually hated to wash her hands. And every time she... Um, was made to put her hands in the water. I don't, actually, I don't think they made the connection first, but anyway, at times, maybe once or twice a month, she would actually pass out. And so they didn't seem to know what the problem was. So I started inquiring. <clears throat> it wasn't in my classroom, but we had two classrooms open. Uh, with a, just a divider between them. So it, we, I could, we could hear what was going on. So I started inquiring, you know, what did you do just before she passed out? And come to find out she had a terrible, um, reaction to cold water. And many preschools only have cold water. So children will not burn their hands or injure themselves. And so that's when it happened. And so if you can backtrack and see what's causing something, it's so important to to be aware, I think, and to look at those things. Um, yeah, so yes, I have certainly had my challenges. This actual, this week, I'm actually dealing with an ear challenge which usually happens just um, when I'm around a cell phone. I had some dental work done and right away the side of my face was weird. And then two days later, three days later, it went into my ear with this piercing pain. So thank goodness it came to me just this morning to really talk to them and see if there's something in um, some of the equipment that has any technology like its cell phones because the piercing in my ears started 20 years ago when the first cell phone came out. And actually I had to stop. I gave it up for many years and then got one later. And I guess the technology had changed a little. And so it was okay. But then once again, if I'm around it too much, the piercing comes in my ears. So each one of us is unique in the way that we perceive things and the way that they and they affect our body. So we have to be alert as to what we are doing and the effect that it has on us. 
Um, in the last section of the segment today, I'm going to be talking about two practices that really helped me. Um, 20 years ago, um, I went through a period where actually I had choked. I was with friends in a restaurant and they were arguing, a husband and wife, and I choked. And they had to use the Mihailikman maneuver on me. And oh my goodness, it still didn't help. But eventually I was able to get my breath. And then um, I was very, very sore and sick for quite some time. And so after about a year, my body still was very cold. And um, I knew it had stemmed from that, but I didn't know exactly what to do. So I ended up getting into um, um, Ayurvedic practices. And it's a whole system that is over 5,000 years old. And it was just so healing. So I'll go into more of that in the last segment. And then last year, you probably heard me mention that I had some um, challenges, not knowing what was going on. And I found Qigong. And that has just been such a gift to me. And in fact, if you're listening from the Mount Shasta area, I will begin offering a class this week, um, beginning this week and ongoing at Soul Connections in Mount Shasta on Qigong practices. It's become a way of life for me. So last weekend, I was in a conference um, with the Qigong um, family and Master Chuni Lin. And afterwards, I was reflecting on what I'm doing in my life, as I often do, and was reflecting on these radio programs and realizing that I love to bring um, the ageless wisdom, that which is ages old to listeners. Um, I also do this through my website, theartoflivinglife.org, through my blogging section. And I have qu- quotes on there, too, that are very inspirational. Um, but I realize that some of the information I bring forth It's very esoteric and not well-known, but so much of it is really just being mindful, paying attention to what is before us. And if a situation arises, seeing what happened just before that. Um, One of the our family grandfathers uh, from my husband's former husband's side always got a cold um, when he was in a draft. And he kind of had the mentality that he was going to get a cold if he sat in a draft. So, you know, one kind of led to the other, but at least he knew what it was, you know, not that he would change the thinking, but we have to look at cause and effect. And um, so when the break comes up, I'm going to invite you to just really reflect on your own life and see if you have any ongoing health challenge. It can be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. That perhaps if you just take a moment of mindfulness, 
you can reflect on it and see what what's going on. Also, right now, as we move further into the Aquarian age and the energies of light continue to increase, we must truly be responsible for all that we do. And we want to align with the principles of, of Mother Earth. We want to truly align with nature and, and adapt our bodies as much as we can to the flow of life. You know, getting up perhaps when the sun rises, going to bed when the sun goes down or later. But just getting in the flow and having your own rhythm to it. Many of us are talking right now about the challenging um, conditions of the weather. Um, Many of us in California, especially Northern California and Oregon, have been going through snow over the last several months. and. All of a sudden, then it goes from snow, ice cold, 20 degrees to 40 degrees above zero, boots, coats, to weather where you can almost wear a sleeveless blouse or top. And in some ways, it's wonderful. Like I've been sitting on my patio today. It was just a delight to have that beautiful breeze. But there is a challenge, I think, that goes on in the body because, you know, I call it God-made weather, really has the four seasons in most places where it goes from the winter to a spring and then to the summer. But right now with chemtrails going on and the other things that are happening that are making this man-made weather, we are experiencing these shifts and our body has to get used to this. So we want to be patient with our body. Today, I took a beautiful, just an hour class from one of the um, Qigong masters at Spring Forest Qigong. And um, Master Gadu spoke about um, mindfulness. And it also encouraged us to take the practice that we did for an hour into our day. And I just really uh, so appreciated that because, you know, we all get, well, at least I do, we can get wrapped up in the moment and forget to truly be alert to each and everywhere, every moment. This is where life-changing moments, the name of this program, comes in. After this experience this morning with him and him reminding us to take it into our day, and I was doing that, I had one of those life-changing moments that says, wow, this really is a step up in consciousness. And I think we all need these reminders um, that sometimes we can just do things a little bit different 
And that refinement is so important for our our body. And the last thing I wanted to point point out during this first segment is what each of us has a unique body. And what I need for mine is going to be different than what you need for yours. At the same time, there are some basic principles which we can look at. And those basic principles can be put into place with each of us in our own way, depending on what our needs are in any one moment. So as I share about um, some of the things that work for me, just know I'm basing it on a principle that um, may be supportive to you. In Spring Forest Qigong, they have a saying, Master Lin uh, brought this into the teaching quite some time ago, and it's um, do things good, better, or best. So this means that you don't have to be perfect in anything. If you have a lot of things you want to change in your life, just start with one. Just start with one. And as I often say at the end of my program, if you just change one thing, it changes everything. So as we go into this break and we're going to have some um, just instrumental music played for a minute or two, I invite you to reflect on perhaps something that you want to shift in your life something that you want to be more mindful about that might really support you in a huge way. So this is Life-Changing Moments. I'm Sharon Wyckoff, and I'll be back in just a couple of minutes after your reflection with the music.
find it difficult to be present to all that is going on in the world today? Would you like to recreate your way of being in the world, the way you look at life? Sharon Ann Wyckoff offers a four-week class introducing participants to a variety of simple practices that help you to stay positive, allowing fears and negative emotions to dissipate. Learn to operate in a whole new realm, one of peace, contentment, and gratitude. During this class, you'll learn about meditation, chanting, prayer, and mantra, as well as special Qigong practices of color and sound to open the channels in all the organ systems of the body, allowing for health and wellness. Visit theartoflivinglife.org for more details on her May class, meditation, mantras, and more. Take action and make a change today that can shift the way you look at life, the way you live life, and the way you see yourself. Visit theartoflivinglife.org and sign up today. So welcome back to segment two here. Uh, We're going to go into some specifics. And I invite you to just be open to, you know, possibly some new ideas. because. Having a really closed mind is not the best state of living. And that reminded me, this this week has been so rich and so many things coming my way for the radio show. I want to take a second to talk from and share some things with you from Power Versus Force. David R. Hawkins um, is a medical doctor as well as a PhD, and he has done some amazing research. And he talks about opposite words that are opposites. And so if we want to be open to a better life, we have to have an openness. And it just reminded me of these um, words that are kind of like opposite. One, um, and I'll read them in pairs. The first one is always the positive and the second is not so positive. Being accepting. And the not so positive is rejecting. I have a dear friend. I love her. Um, but she is very, very rigid and she has health issues. And I've, you know, hinted around it a few things, you know. Um, but you know, she doesn't ask for my advice. So I really don't give it, but it, it I think it would really help her to be more allowing instead of so controlling. That's another one, allowing versus controlling. You know, everything is planned out from the time she gets up exactly to the minute to the time she does this, this, and that. Uh, To being carefree instead of frivolous. Choosing to. Saying that you're choosing to do something rather than having to do it. Our languaging is so important here, isn't it? I'm looking for another one. Being flexible rather than rigid. Being forgiving rather than resenting. Being helpful rather than meddling. Being intuitive rather than literal. 
So being kind instead of cruel. Another one that I have uh, been using a lot is being giving blessings instead of judgment. So just to be open to some of these ideas. And the first one we're going to talk about are the health basics. Um, this is what inspired the program for me, really. Um, I know a young man who never fixes a meal. He goes out to lunch, breakfast, dinner. And so the quality of food that we can get when we're out, you know, is not the same as what we prepare. Um, I love to purchase some things from our local health food store, but still, you know, there's different oils that they use, different herbs that they use that isn't always perfect in line with my body. But once in a while, it's kind of fun. But on an everyday basis, it really isn't a good idea. So we want to learn to prepare our meals, to have a few choices for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know another person who used to have a hard time making meals, and I would talk to her and she'd go, well, I don't know what to make. So, you know, you start out maybe for breakfast with one or two different cereals and just say, you know, I'm going to have this until I figure out something better. And then for lunch, a common thing might be a salad or some soup or both. And just start someplace and take that on until you figure out something else that you want. And then for dinner, you know, you can do some vegetables and perhaps a potato or rice or quinoa. And then something on the side, uh, avocado for protein or if you're not a vegan or vegetarian, um, meat. So you just start someplace. You just start someplace and you say, okay, my meals are going to be at 8 a.m., 12 noon, and 6 p.m. And you can fine-tune things. I have found that to be a very useful tool when I start something new and I say, okay, I'm going to try this for right now. And I give myself the permission to alter it if I have to. But I have a plan set in place to begin with. And then I alter that if needed. So having um, regular rising hours, regular going to bed hours. And yet things happen. I took a trip to Southern California um, last month. I returned uh, early in April. And literally, I don't, I didn't feel tired. I had a wonderful time. I did have a 13 and a half hour drive back. It has been four weeks, almost four weeks. This week, it's changed around a little bit where I had to go to bed between 8, 9, and 10 o'clock. I usually can stay up till midnight or so. But I had to go to bed because my body was really tired. I think pushing the drive, I did it in 13 and a half hours. Um, I didn't drive the whole time, but I was on the road the whole time. And I think that was too much. I just need to, you know, maybe spend the night someplace. So I honored my body. I actually honored my body and I started going to bed at eight, seven, a couple times. And um, 
you know, now I'm back to, to normal. Last night, I didn't go to bed till 12 o'clock. I usually try and go earlier between 10 and 11, but I had some things going on. So I was a little bit late last night. And again, with the Qigong principle, good, better, best. Sometimes we do have to stay up. So we don't want to be rigid. We want to be mindful, but we don't want to be rigid. So I think it's just so important to have a regular bedtime, to have a regular um, rising time, and to have your meals. And then let's just speak a moment about food. Um, 50 years ago, 75 years ago, we could go to the store and pretty much everything was real. But now we have gone into non-real foods, GMOs, um, natural flavorings is the latest one I'm seeing in some products that I questioned. Hmm, what is natural flavorings? If they're natural, list them. So we really have to read the labels, I think, and eat as little processed food as possible. Um, Today, I happened to purchase two things in glass jars, which I seldom do. I usually use everything fresh, but I do like a sauerkraut. And then I wanted something else for my salad, so I got some artichoke hearts. I'm going to try the brand and see how it feels. And then sense your system. After you try something new, does it work for you? When I shopped in Reading on my way back, I got a variety of new things. And when I was at the, the, that night when I got home, I was eating a couple of them. And all of a sudden, my feet broke out in itching like you cannot believe. And that does happen sometime if I walk on a floor that has been uh, just waxed. But it's not happened for food. And so literally, I think it was an apple. I have these apples in my refrigerator now for a month and I haven't had the courage to try another one because I really don't want my feet to start itching like that. I have to take off my um, clothing and my socks and my shoes and go in the bathtub and just rinse them off really good. So we want to be mindful of what we're doing with our life, with our food particularly. And then water. Oh my goodness. Water. Um, hopefully you have access to good, clean water. Our water was tasting really funny at one point. There was quite a bit of conversation going on on a local um, app on the internet. And we, some of us called the city and sure enough, they had been putting something in the water for that week to clear it. And they didn't have to tell us, they said, you know, it was in the bylaws. They didn't really have to say anything, but there it was. So when my friend was visiting from Oregon a couple of weeks ago, we went to the headwaters here in Shasta. And you can actually get water that's coming right out of the mountains. And it was just so beautiful to be there, seeing it come down through the rocks and filling up the jars and the jugs. Um, so be sure you have good water. 
I know with the heat coming, my body likes um, water that's just a little bit cooler. So I put uh, some jars in the refrigerator and I don't drink cold water. Cold water really isn't good for our body, but I will get some water. We can drink the tap water here, which is wonderful. So I take some out and then I add um, about half of it for cold water. So it's a lukewarm, but just a little bit cooler. And during the summer, my body likes a little bit that that water, that temperature of water. So we've talked about rising times. We've talked about meal times. We've talked about food, water. Um, getting enough sleep for your body uh, is important too. Sometimes. Our bodies require less than other times. Um, right now, my system seems to like more sleep than it did two or three years ago when I could get by easily on four or five hours. For years, I did that. And I was always feel rested. I always have a wonderful night's sleep and feel rested in the morning. But now it needs a little bit more. Age couldn't have anything to do with it, could it? <laughs> So those are the physical things. Let's see. Oh, movement. That's the other thing. Um, I don't like to call it exercise because exercise seems artificial. You know, walking around your house to do the things that you have to do, walking out to get your mail, going on a walk around the neighborhood rather than really exercising, um, <clears throat> doing yoga doing Qigong, doing Feldenkrais, finding something that you like to do. Years ago, I, I laugh at this because it was so funny. Um, I've never, I've never been a huge exercise person, but I was living in Northern California, Petaluma, and I was really feeling good and decided that I was going to really walk fast, you know, 30 minutes a day, five days a week or seven days a week, whatever it was. And I started out and I started doing it. And then something, I read something that, you know, we have to listen to the body. And sure enough, I really tuned in. And yes, I was supposed to exercise and yes, I'm supposed to go out, but real, real fast walking and 30 minutes again was just too much for my system at that time. So we have to listen, listen to our body and know ourselves. So those are some of the basics that I wanted to share about, and they are so important. Um. I just can't emphasize how much how much better one feels when there is a regular flow to life, a regularity to life. I think if you really try it, you'll see the difference. And you may, if your system is really out of balance right now, you may just want to try one thing, you know, getting the sleep regulated. And then next month, perhaps the food. Um, you know, tune into your own system and see what works for you. 
And I want to touch on a couple other things before we take a break, because these are not physical things, but they really are important. Two weeks ago, I did a radio show called The um, Creative Chief Executive Officer of Your Life, Becoming the Chief Creative Executive Officer of Your Life. And I was really thinking about that today and this week as I've been planning this program of taking charge of your life is so much a part of getting back to basics. You really want to design a life that you love. And so if you want more more, um, input, and if I have time, I'll get go back to some of those principles. Check out that radio show from two weeks ago. It was, um, I think, around the 15th of April. <clears throat> and the next thing is know what you're here to do in this moment or this phase of your life. If you're a parent, if you're newly married, you want to become a parent, that's your work, perhaps. If you are a teacher, that's your work. So know your purpose and do that, do it in a way that you feel good about what you're doing. Years ago, there was a conversation about, well, you know, I really don't like what I'm doing. And whoever was involved, I forget, but I heard the, the reply was, you either learn to like it or you change it. And I think that's real simple. You either learn to like what you're doing or you change it. I think being in a negative situation, uh, whether it be work or relationship or whatever, is not good for our systems, not good for our body. So know your purpose and um, be aligned with it. And then another program I did was Thriving in Times of Transition. And I'm just going to touch on this a little bit. Um, Again, it comes from the book Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. And Thriving During Times of Transition. I think... Overall, we are going through a really challenging time on the planet right now. I hear friends and family talking about different things, and it may not be the same thing for everybody, but something is happening in almost everyone's life. And I think we really need to be really kind with ourselves and give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. And these uh, principles of health, I think, are very important for this time on the planet. Also, I'll do a whole whole show about this at some point. David, uh, in his book, Power Versus Force, has created a map of consciousness. And he talks about different levels, living at the level of peace which is at the top, and joy and love. And whereas at the bottom, it's about perhaps living with shame shame or guilt, apathy or grief. And although those feelings may come up, 
I truly invite you to find some kind of a practice for yourself where you are living and thriving in fields of joy and love and harmony and compassion most of the time. Um, for me, it's Qigong right now. They even talk about practices for all the different bodies, the organ systems of the body and sounds that go with it and the positive emotions that go with them. For example, the liver system, I'll get into this next, next segment too. The liver system, um, if it's not functioning well and you aren't happy, many times it's from anger. And so we can, it's, it's rightful to feel the anger when it comes up, but you don't want to live there all the time. So I just invite you to really think, you know, are you living in guilt, shame, grief, fear, anger, or desire um, all the time? Or are you able to live in the fields of peace and joy and love? So um, that's something to consider. Okay, so we're going to take another short break, and then I'm going to get more into the details of a couple of the practices that I have found. And, you know, just knowing that something else is out there is really good. And if I found, you know, things that work for me, I'm sure you will find things that work for you. So we're just going to take about a minute break here. And I just invite you to reflect on an area that you would like to shift, perhaps. And think of what you might investigate in order to shift that. And then I'll come back and share a couple of things with you. So we'll be back in just a minute or two.
want to you want to find new ways of parenting ways that are more peaceful and mindful your children push your buttons at times would you like to see your children play more kindly and lovingly with others would you like your children to be more respectful to you Sharon Wyckoff, mother, grandmother, and parent educator, offers a six-week class introducing participants to a step-by-step program creating more peace for both parents and children. Visit theartoflivinglife.org for more details. So welcome back to our closing section here. Um, And I want to share with you a little bit about some practices that I have discovered to be um, so important. So 20 years ago, 2002, um, I had had the Highland Maneuver used on me, as I mentioned. And this is like a year, year and a half later, and my system was just getting really, really cold. And I didn't know what to do. And one day I got up and I literally could not walk 10 feet nor did I have the conscious awareness of what to juice, nor the strength to juice. I was, I was in shock. So I went to bed. I called a friend and she came over, but she was very busy for the day. So she couldn't stay. And she, I think, got me some breakfast. And then I went to bed and I got out a phone book, I think, the old fashioned phone books, you know, and started going through and seeing what do I want to do? Well, who do I need to call? What do I need to do? And so um, long story short, at the end of that day, I had called a few different centers and was really excited about Ayurvedic practitioners and the Ayurvedic systems. And I researched it and it's a 5,000 year old practice and the practitioners can actually read the pulse in your body. Um, you know, we think we just have one pulse that beats, you know, and we can take our heartbeat. Well, literally they had can read about a hundred different pulses. I found this just fascinating. So I found a place that could read my um, read my pulses and they could tell exactly what organs were affected. They could tell what foods I needed. Um, they go by a damp or a dry system in the body, damp or wet, wet or dry and hot and cold. I think it was. And so they gave me different things for those that whatever my system was. And um, then they did a thing called salt scrubs and where they mix oil and water and scrub the body and it brings it alive. You know, oh my goodness, it was wonderful, a wonderful practice. And then afterwards you take either a shower or a bath and then sometimes they do massage too. So it was a wonderful healing practice. And after, well, I actually attended sessions there three times a week. And, you know, ate the same thing literally for three years, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I had some special herbs that was given to me 
for my system. Again, here, they understand that not one size fits all. Each person is different and that they can fine tune your practice, how your practices, your food to you. So there are books on this, but if you really don't know what the issues are, you may want to find a practitioner. There are centers around the world too. So that was the one thing I found 20 years ago. Uh, This last year, as I mentioned in August, I was getting headaches, did not feel well. And I thought it was from a fall that I had had literally a decade earlier. Um, But come to find out, I was actually suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning in my little house. Uh, There was a faulty heater. Luckily, I listened to my body. And during the six months where it was uh, prevalent, I spent a lot of time in the back part of the house and I slept a lot. And uh, we put two and two together and found out. And sure enough, in uh, September, when the repairman came, he found the plate that had been burned. And he said, yes, it definitely was carbon monoxide in your home. So luckily, um, I had a healing from the Spring Forest Shigong is the center that I'm with. Spring Forest Shigong and Master Chuni Lin. Lin. Uh, it's C-H-U-N-Y-I and then last name Lin, L-I-N. And right away, I started recovering. And then also I did the practice twice a day. And that was almost a year ago now. So for me, it is a beautiful practice and it allows me to do movements um, in my house during the winter time. It was perfect because I didn't have to go outside and I could still move and be active. And also there's meditation practices along with it. And then they practice the the five positive emotions to go along with the various systems of the body. And so it's just kind of an all-embracive practice that I have found so healing. If you want to explore it, it's springforestshigong.com. So that is something that I found um, that really worked for me in so many ways and continues to. And as I mentioned, if you're in Mount Shasta, I do begin a class this week at Soul Connections. So come join us. Okay, so I want to bring this to an ending here. Um, What else do we want to talk about? Also, the Spring Forest um, Qigong, they have practitioners that actually do the healing along with Master Lin. And they can read your energy. They can read the energy of your system. And therefore, they know what the issues are. It's just an amazing, amazing um, practice. And if you actually do the Qigong practice on a daily basis... That is more advantageous for them to help you. But you also can actually send in a request for healing 
for those that um, are not doing the practice. So it works both ways. Let's see if there's anything else I want to share with you. I think this is, oh, one thing. Yes, a book, beautiful book. Secrets of Your Cells, uh, Sandra Barrett, PhD, Discovering Your Body's Inner Intelligence. Along with not staying in negative emotions for a long time, it's really important to know that your body hears your self-talk. You know, if it's running through your mind all the time that you're doubting yourself, that you feel that you are a loser, um, you're self-loathing, you're self-questioning, your body hears that. So you really want to give positive affirmations on what your body, what you want your body to know. One of my favorite saying is I know exactly what to do and how to do it. And it really supports me. Okay, so that's that. Um, Thanks for listening. In two weeks, I'll be back and I'm actually doing a program on um, peaceful parenting. It's a 12-step program that is just delightful, so easy to do, that really brings about uh, peaceful connections in your house with children and, and spouses. So I invite you to just be on the lookout for life-changing moments. You never know when a book is going to fall down from a shelf or a radio show is going to change your life, or something you hear from a family friend is going to open a door for you. So be alert for life-changing moments. Take time to breathe. Breathe into your belly and be mindful, mindful of what you're doing. Slow down. Enjoy the beauty of nature. And retreat. Take time alone to hear your inner voice. And with these practices, you just may create a space for more life-changing moments to arise. So I'll see you in two weeks for a program on peaceful parenting. And if you have any questions or want to visit me and be connected, please visit theartoflivinglife.org. See you next time on Life-Changing Moments. Bye for now. Just say thank you for For the light that shines in you as often as you can.